my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast brought to you by Beach Commute. Today, I'm joined by Danny Burton. Danny, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Doing pretty good. Where are you at? I'm currently in Edinburgh, UK. Edinburgh. All right. What are you doing? What are you doing there? What's going on at Edinburgh? I'm on a Wi-Fi trap chapter. I've been here for a couple of weeks, uh-huh. a couple more weeks left, but it's cool because it's the French store right now. So tons of stuff going on all day, all night. Yeah. I've heard about that. What What do they do? Like, Is it just madness outside or what is, what is it? Yeah, well, the city's absolutely packed right now. Tons yeah. and tons of people have come in for it. But yeah, I'm not 100% sure, like the whole idea of the fringe, but mm-hmm. essentially there's like shows and com- comedians and live music going on at like all the venues that will have them in town. Yeah. Yeah, tons of stuff going on. Never a dull moment. Yeah. That, and then with the Wi Fi Tribe chapter, it's just been nonstop things to do. <laughs> we're gonna have to get into that i've actually talked to a few guests before that have have done wi-fi tribe before and i'd say the biggest challenge of wi-fi tribe is just saying no because i can't i i went through this one period when like the first one i did was in medellin i think i went out 17 days in a row and then i like that 17th day i was like my liver hurt i was like five pounds fatter <laughs> and i hadn't <laughs> i don't think i've opened my laptop for like six days consecutively I'm like, all right <laughs> you need to pull your shit together jeff yeah i feel like that happens to most people on their first chapter too yeah um, really like given into the fomo i've kind of come to learn that like yeah you definitely have to say no otherwise yeah. you know your life kind of falls apart <laughs> so i want to I, I think i want to come back and, and learn a little bit more about scotland cause i haven't been there i haven't interviewed anybody that's been there yet but first let's just do a little housekeeping introduce yourself to our audience where you're from what do you do all that kind of stuff yeah, sure. So I'm from Canada and from a city near Vancouver. I am a web developer. I've been doing that for about five years now. And I've been no- full-time nomading for the past three. Really, yeah, kind of naturally went into it with the territory. Mm-hmm. Really s- sought out the lifestyle, got it, and yeah, it's, haven't looked back since. <laughs> so you actually did seek out the lifestyle. Like, what? What that was, let's see, you said five years ago you became a web developer. Was that the was that the moment where you're like, I want to do this job so I can be a digital nomad? Or was it the other way around? Did you get the job and then you're like, oh, I'm going to start traveling? Kind of, it went hand in hand. Like, I first kind of got exposed to the lifestyle through, you know, social media and mm. being targeted for ads. Went out of college and kind of found some influencers on YouTube and stuff and started getting fed content for like Wi-Fi tribe and what year, all the big ones. And it kind of just like dawned on me that it was possible like to kind of take my job on the road. And like I finished school, got a job in Vancouver and then, but it was always kind of in the back of my mind that I was like, you know, like I love traveling. I really want to do it like full time. It'd be really cool. You know, paid my, in like, my job there in an office 
And then, yeah, eventually was able to land a remote job and it really just kind of, like, I went, I just sold all my things mm. and took off. That was like before COVID though. Like I finally got out when I think November of 2019 or maybe yeah, just a little bit before that and then took off like a few months later internationally and then pretty much instantly the world shut down. <laughs> Perfect timing. So you actually got inspired by social media targeting. So it was actually Wi-Fi Tribe that you saw the, stu- the content from and you decided I want to be a digital nomad now? Yeah, I'm not. I think it might have been Remote Year was the first one okay. that really got me. But yeah. I'm a I'm big into YouTube. Like I watch YouTube a lot. Yeah, that's like one of my main sources of content, I guess. Uh-huh. And as I started searching, you know, the algorithm picked up on started showing me like vlogs of people traveling mm-hmm. around, and I would just like obsessively watch the, those videos and like you know had a couple influencers that I, or I guess influencers or content creators or whatever who would be on these trips and like they'd be in like asia or like down in south africa or something Mm -hmm. all these places that i like really wanted to go check out someday and like got to see get a glimpse into their lives Mm -hmm. um yeah so when you were you were a you became a developer five years ago so there was like a two-year gap there what were you doing for those two years when you weren't traveling were you in an office yeah, yeah. So I worked at a startup in Vancouver and just working out of the office, which I think was pretty good. Like, I'm happy that that happened. I'm happy that I didn't just like jump directly into nomad life because I don't know, I got some, you kind of like, as much as I dislike working in office now, I thought like it's pretty important to like kind of get that FaceTime, especially when you're starting out for something, I guess. Do you? Why do you, why do you think that is? I just think that I was able to like, l- learn and kind of get a sense of how a company is run i guess or like uh-huh. when got like when i was in person like i got to had some mentors that really showed me how to be, be how to develop i guess uh-huh. so like growth career growth wise i thought it was really beneficial to be in an office for at the beginning yeah but yeah kind of i eventually when I got that first remote job, it really, like, it, I didn't really feel like I needed to be have any FaceTime anymore. Yeah. Like, I was comfortable in my role, and I kind of had the knowledge on how kind of development teams ran, but then I guess I was given a little bit more autonomy and freedom to do it on my own schedule, on my own pace, with less supervision, I guess. Yeah. I had the same thing. It's like reflecting back, like, oh, I'm glad I did those office years. That was, that was good because I learned a lot and I was able to progress and make a lot of friends. But looking back now, I'm like, oh, I don't need to do that again. Like, I've, I yeah. paid my dues. That part of me is long in the past. Good for you for commuting in and back three hours a day. But fuck that. <laughs> I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so Agreed. you three years ago decided to did you sell all your stuff and become a, a full nomad what did that process look like when you just it just clicked over and you're like all right i'm doing this well actually it was kind of an interesting situation because i was in a relationship at the time my girlfriend was japanese and she didn't have a work visa in camp and it was kind of hard to do to get that going 
So the original plan was that I would go and just move to Japan. I got the remote job. That was kind of why I was seeking the remote job. At like that was the main focus. But then, yeah. So she went off ahead of me to kind of settled, and then I sold all of my things, got out of Vancouver, and then just in my mind, I was like, I kind of want just a little taste of this nomad life before you know moving to Japan. So essentially, told her I was going to go to Europe for a couple months, hit a couple of the big spots that I'd been eyeing for a while, and then yeah, got to Lisbon. Then the world shut down, and <laughs> we were separated because of that. And then made some friends while I was there, while I was locked down and couldn't get out of the country. And it just kind of clicked for me. I was like, "This is really what I want to be doing." You know, I want to be traveling. I don't want to be stationary, mm. whether it be Vancouver, Japan, like anywhere. So you have like this parallel life somewhere else where you went to Japan and like yeah. there was this moment where the pandemic basically created this schism in these two Danny lives and one of them ended up a digital nomad and the other one ended up in Japan. So, yeah. so you could almost say like the pandemic created the digital nomad lifestyle for you because you could have easily gone the other direction. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of owe this whole life to COVID. I guess. <laughs> right. So your your first trip was Lisbon. So you said you you wanted to hit like some of the hot spots. So that was in Western Europe, Lisbon and yeah. what else did you do? Well, I got trapped in Lisbon. Like that was my first oh, stop. Lockdowns. And like internationally mm -hmm. yeah, lockdown. But I had been planning to do Lisbon, somewhere in Spain, mm -hmm. maybe some places in Eastern Europe, like Budapest or those kind of places and then like slowly make my way east gotcha what was that what was that like when you got there and you like i know it was good because you haven't stopped in the last three years but like when you got there and you're like doing that lifestyle moving around a little bit and meeting people like what was what was that feeling like that first like it was really cool like i landed and i stayed at outside in Lisbon, which, and they like really kind of foster, or I guess it's a place for digital nomads, essentially, like a grown up hostel. And I like, there's just a whole bunch of other like minded people staying there and got to meet some. And then when the pandemic hit, a bunch of people obviously left back to their home countries, but a few people stuck around and we ended up getting a place together to lock down. And they were all full-time nomads. There's like four of us total. And, you know, like during those early days of the pandemic, there's a lot of home time, a lot of downtime. So we would just like hang out, talk, got to hear all their stories about their travels. And, you know, it was really cool to kind of hear about these lives that I had only like seen on. It's just like inspiring, super inspiring. Yeah. So you're... You did that, and I guess that would be kind of since you were locked down. That's kind of like a slow mad experience. That's usually what I, what I usually do. And I talk with this about my to my guests a lot because people always fall in between two, two camps. People like they want to land as many passport stamps as they possibly can, and just like two days, two days, two days, bouncing around. And then other people that do the slow mad thing, like four to eight weeks in a spot. Which one do you usually fit into? I kind of go back and forth. Okay, like I I. I personally prefer the slow mat experience, like at least a month, two months is ideal. 
in one spot. And why is it, that? But I just feel like I get a better chance to really get to know, you know, you have like your kind of honeymoon period of the first like week or two where you're, you know, in a new spot and like everything's so exciting. Like you get to try new restaurants, go see all the tourist spots. But then after that, you really get to like settle in. Like you find your favorite places to go, your favorite cafes to, work, you know, your favorite restaurants that you want to go back to. You can like get into a routine easier and you know really get to feel the actual heartbeat of a place rather than just like that service level tourist vibe right i guess right yeah it's mm-hmm. when you're doing the but that that being said i do tend to especially in the summer i'll be bouncing around more places because mm-hmm. i find that like my friends are spread out and I, there's so many things going on in so many different places and i want to you know see people and like go to events or go to music festivals or like things like that so i'm bouncing around way more frequently mm-hmm. <laughs> i know that you're you mentioned restaurants i know you're a foodie so that's gotta be that has to weigh into it to some degree being able to f- find all the best restaurants as a matter of fact i think the last time i saw you in person columbia i think it was in columbia and you had already booked all your reservations for the next month in mexico city yeah 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 that's definitely a big reason i will go to places is like the food scene mexico city was a huge one there's so many like world-renowned award-winning restaurants there and that often means that it's hard to get reservations so Mm. i'll i'll be planning ahead for the restaurants that i really want to hit i hate to do i hate telling my audience to go to mexico because i don't want anybody else going to mexico but it's amazing so tell tell me a little bit about i know you did a wi-fi trip chapter in mexico city what was that experience like it was really cool i'd been in mexico city before mm. the main reason i jumped on that there was because i wanted to hit all these <laughs> restaurants and i needed people to go with me and so yeah that was kind of that reason but it was really cool like that was probably one of my favorite chapters i guess got to meet a whole bunch of really cool people that made some really good friends made a great business connection and yeah like i don't know if i would do another chapter there like i think that mexico city really like it's a great place to meet there's always people around but no i'm like really grateful for that experience it was really cool it's a really great hub i'd say it over and over again it's like both Medellin, Mexico City, you can just like, you just hop out of the airport and, and figure out it's, it's like a coloring book for digital nomads. Like everything is guided for you. You, you know exactly where to stay. It's comfortable. It's, it's inaffordable. The, the food isn't whatever. I go on and on about this. I can't, I can't keep, yeah. doing I can't keep talking about Mexico. I'm going <laughs> to, there's people going <laughs> to unsubscribe to this thing. Tell me, tell me a little bit about, we've been reflecting on some of your, your past trips. Tell me about some of the moments that stick out at you, or even if it's just one moment where you think, oh, this is, this is why I love being a digital nomad. Like, are there any moments that jump out at you that you just go, oh, hell yeah. This, this is a good reminder of why I'm living this lifestyle. This was awesome. I mean, I have quite a few. Mm-hmm. I think like one that really comes to my mind would be my trip to Peru last November. I met up with some friends that I had met along the way over the past like couple years. And we had a planner in the group, which is great. I'm not much of a planner myself. 
<laughs> she kind of planned out all these activities and we got to go and see like Machu Picchu and some like the desert in Huacachina mm. and just got to do these things that I never would have even thought about doing and there's like moments where we'd be like sitting on a sand dune watching the sunset and with surrounded by like good friends and just you know feeling like it doesn't get much more than that yeah. right like just feeling like your life is so cool yeah i don't know but beyond that like pretty much whenever I get to see people that i've met along the way in a new place and you know get to share memories with people who i would consider good friends that's really what sticks out to me as like for this lifestyle mm. is like getting to meet other people who love seeing cool shit and doing it together all over the world yeah um it's great it always felt to me kind of like a like you're going into this weird teleportation or time machine when you see somebody and you associate them with a place and then you see them on the other side of the world you're like well what are you doing here it's almost like when you're <laughs> when your dog sees your mom at the supermarket or something like whoa you don't belong here this is wild <laughs> <laughs> but i know those moments you're talking about it's like that it's just like a pinch me moment you're like my god this is a this is a wednesday and i'm looking at the you know something that would be like a once in a lifetime type of moment for a lot of people but this is just a, a wednesday and who knows where i'm going the next week it's it's crazy mm -hmm. so okay tell me well that was some of the best moments can you remember any of the hardest moments where you're like god damn being a digital nomad can be pretty tough yeah i feel like that actually kind of happens a lot more frequently than people like want to think you know like you always see the good stuff on instagram of course but it's like the countless times where your wi-fi drops when in the middle of like a really important meeting or you know you can't find outlet or like you know you ha you're trying to take the cheapest way to get to a place and that include three red eyes in a row or like you know trying to get on a train and getting on the wrong one going the wrong way and <laughs> missing like having to call like call in late for work because you know you have to figure it out, figure out how you're getting to your actual destination. But I think that that's kind of all like travel related. The big one's the Wi-Fi. Like been a few times where, you know, I'm, we book a place for a weekend. This happened in Colombia, actually. We were going to, where, where were we going to? Salento. And, you know, we wanted to go a couple days early. I think we left on maybe a Thursday or something. And we took a bus an overnight bus thinking okay we'll like do the overnight bus we'll get there you know log in and all that kind of stuff get a, a good couple of days of work in and then have all weekend to kind of explore but what happened was we were on the bus everybody had like gone to sleep and then you know one by one everybody's waking up to the bus at a complete standstill in the middle of nowhere no lights super hot the bus was off, so the air conditioning wasn't working. Super sweaty, and there was just no indication of when we'd start moving again. Like this, we walked down, threw up cars, and there's like hundreds of cars just waiting there. Turns out that it was scheduled maintenance on the road, and it was going to be hours until 
it picked back up again. So I think that we were stopped there for like six or seven hours, which completely threw a wrench into everything. Eventually we started moving again, but we arrived in Salento like at noon. So everybody was late for work. Some people had missed meetings and then, you know, we're like frantically trying to tether to our phones to work and all that kind of stuff, get to the place, get to the accommodation and the Wi-Fi just didn't work at all. And the service was terrible as well. So like having that layer of stress on top, well, that was a pretty, that was a pretty brutal experience, but eventually it worked out. We found a place to get Wi-Fi and like nobody lost their jobs. So <laughs> that's good. It's just a hazard of driving. I, I generally find that the two worst part of digital nomad life are either related to Wi-Fi or related to food poisoning. Like when I look back on my lows and I talk to people, it's either one or the two and hopefully not the two at the same time. Sometimes it's the two at the same time, but that's, it's usually a common theme and I, I can relate. Salento It's like, People will tell you, and they told me until I got there, oh, no, no, Wi-Fi is fine. Wi-Fi is fine. But always in the back of my head, I'm like, Wi-Fi is not going to be fine. I know it's not. And then you get there, (laughs) and it's like there's like chickens running on a wheel to power the router, and you're like, oh, no. And there is no good Wi-Fi. (laughs) I love Salento. Top five places in my life. I love Salento. There is no good Wi-Fi in Salento. There's there's going to be fighting yeah. dogs right outside your window. Doesn't matter which window you go to. Doesn't matter what building you go to. There will be fighting dogs outside of it, and there will not be good internet. <laughs> and you might get stuck somewhere. It's just it's just Salento. But also, it's still worth going. <laughs> like I might go I might go back yeah. when I go back there. But yeah, I, I totally relate to yeah, that. For sure. So what would you say out of the out of all the places that you've been in the last? three three-ish years or so what would you say would be like the one or two favorites that's tough yeah, no, it's i like think asking that... a favorite movie yeah right i mean i have different favorites for different reasons i guess overall i'd say lisbon's up there just because of the community factor like there's so many people remote mm-hmm. workers there and it's so easy to kind of be in a good rhythm like have a good routine going have a community around you of other nomads that, that you can like hang out with all the time. There's always events going on. That's a good one. But much any of the hubs that I've come across, like Med- Median is one of them. Love it there. Also able to, you know, there's all nomads coming and going. Easy to make friends. Easy to have a healthy lifestyle. Easy to have an un- un- unhealthy lifestyle as well. But yeah. I think that those are kind of my top two. If I were to do another, a third one, maybe Buenos Aires, Argentina. That's been, I was there for two months at the beginning of this year. And same kind of thing. There were so many people around, tons of things to do, great food, great place, like a great base to go and explore some pretty incredible places like Patagonia. That was a... Yeah, pretty memorable trip for me. But yeah, I think that those would probably be my top three so far. Where would you not go back? Like, hands Where down, I, won't, I won't go back. back. I don't know if I've come across any yet. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, Playa del Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like such a polarizing place. Like, a lot of people hate it. I'm on, I'm on the hated, I'm in the hated team, for sure. Yeah, I tried to go back there late last year, and I lasted maybe three days out of the month, and then was just like yeah no get me out of here <laughs> what is it about <laughs> the that next place? flight down <laughs> i don't even know i'd like personally I don't, I don't know i just didn't 
appreciate the kind of crowd it attracts outside of nomads. Like having the nomad community there is cool, mm-hmm. but there's so many tourists there and it's generally not, you know, the best selection of tourists, you know, they're mm-hmm. there to party and have a good, and I feel like it reflects in the community as a whole, like the, there's a lot of corruption there. I find and like, you can't trust the police, can't trust people who aren't the police, you know, which is not, I didn't really like that. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are people who love Playa, you know? So I don't know. What, where do you stand in there? With Playa? I haven't been there. You've been there? No, I've, I've never I've never been there. Okay. No, i not a beach person, oddly enough, for Digital Nomad. Like, right. I usually stay inland wherever I go. Like, my Mexico trip was all, like, everything right in the middle, like, along the mountain range. Like, <laughs> I went to Mexico City to, right. like, what was it, down by close to guatemala it's san cristobal de las casas oaxaca for a bit Valle de bravo and what's that other one san miguel de allende just like everything in the middle i just don't i just don't like sand (laughs) i don't want want sand in my shit i don't like hot temperatures (laughs) and i just immediately associate the beach with bad wi-fi and i start getting angry when i get closer to the beach (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and so like i i generally i generally don't do a whole lot of beach stuff so I, that's that's part of the reason i've never made it to playa i'm that's funny that you say that because i'm also not a beach person at all like not at all i kind of like the beach town vibe yeah but yeah like i don't really like swimming in the ocean no i find and i don't like sand at all like sand this is the worst thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> dude finally um, somebody agrees yeah. marissa would live in the sand in like a sand hut on the beach if she could so would diego and and most people i talk to like i i don't want to get in the ocean i don't understand that let's go run in the ocean i'm like why like i'm dry i'm good like i'm what am I, what are we gonna do like i don't get it it doesn't it just whatever it, yeah. it doesn't click for me so you're you're talking a little bit of, actually that's a good say where you're talking about community playa del carmen and these hubs you built an app you build nomad ago with our friend ben i think i don't know if it's just ben maybe you got more partners but tell me tell me about that app yeah yeah so it's me ben and then eric there's three of us on the team uh yeah it was it's a app that we, essentially like a social travel planner like you'll go in add your friends build out your travel calendar and then you're able to see where your friends are going to be where they currently are and kind of like connect over travel we kind of we felt like a big part of travel is traveling together you know having your friends that you go to places with but it's hard to keep track of where everybody's going to be through traditional social media like instagram is the big one i guess we found that it was you're always you know messaging people or like but you'd only message a few people and see where they're going to be and then you wouldn't find out that someone's in the same town as you until you know they post on instagram and it's like two days before you're leaving right so lots of missed opportunities missed chances for connection so yeah we built this app that kind of we're hoping we'll solve that yeah so we've been working on it for the past maybe four months now just released this week and yeah we're really really excited we think that uh, we're getting great feedback people really love it yeah it's pretty cool like it shows everybody their travel itineraries and it'll show you a map view of 
where people are going to be over a period of time and it'll like alert you when you've got an intersecting travel plan which is super easy because now finally like i ben told me about this like i think two years ago i think it was the beginning of the pandemic something like that and i was like oh yeah that that's gotta happen this is because now it's like you gotta check slack or use instagram and then like you said usually i find out somebody was like right next door to me for two months and i didn't realize it i'm like god damn it but now this thing will show you on a map where people are and i'm like able to start to think about my plans for my next travel based on that because really like you said this digital nomad lifestyle is just as good as the people that you're traveling with you, you kind of want to that's why we're doing it like you don't want to do all these things alone for the most part so it's it's super helpful check it out nomad ago n-o-m-a-d-a-g-o in the app store and where are you going next speaking of travel plans yeah so i am going to be going home for a little bit just like a month got some stuff to take care of mm. and then i'll be back with the tribe in mauritius in october really looking forward to that first time in africa cool so I'll be down there for a bit, and then I think I'm going to post up in Cape Town for a couple months over the holidays and do next year. And I'll be doing that with Hacker Paradise, actually. It'll be my first time kind of trying that one out. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what Africa's like. But yeah, that that's another thing that, um, yeah, with the app, like... I wasn't really planning on going to Cape Town, but like you were saying, that map view was noticing that so many people are going down to Cape Town, mm -hmm. like between December and maybe February. So that really kind of like solidified that. Yeah, I noticed that. I felt like I was missing out. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of bubbles down in Cape Town over the holidays. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe I should check that out. Yeah, where, but, yeah what about where are you headed? I'm going to be heading down to Colombia. I'll be in Medellin in four weeks for about a month and then from there mexico at large i don't i don't know I, it seems like a lot of people are going to porto escondido um i have to stop in mexico city it's it's mandatory it's been almost two years and i i have to go get some coffee and food there it's, and then i don't know maybe i'll just i might just have to suffer the beach because all my friends are there and i'll just complain about the sand the whole time but i, I think i'll probably end up unfortunately at the beach what a bummer yeah terrible <laughs> man this is brutal I, i'm i'm kind of like the snowbird the last three years three or four years i don't think i've been home during the winter i just don't want to be here i'm just i just want to go somewhere i just want to go somewhere warm classic retired person moment yeah yeah i haven't experienced a winter in probably two years yeah it's great <laughs> it's I, and especially you coming from canada even better like you don't want nobody wants a canadian yeah. winter no way yeah no <laughs> so in in closing up here we're talking to a lot of like upcoming digital nomads people that want to be a digital nomad what do you have any recommendations for somebody that's just about to do it like what things to watch out for or anything that you've learned along the way that would be a good piece of advice for somebody that's getting into this lifestyle that we're living I think like my always my biggest piece of advice, you know, like I'll have people reach out to me and be like, oh, I'm thinking about doing it. Like, do you have any like tips or anything like that? And I always just say, you know, we like I figured just kind of figured it out. Like I just went, went for it, mm -hmm. did it and figured things out along the way. So if you're thinking about it, just do it like, you know, like sell all your things. Don't kind of hang on if you're. 
you know, some people like to dip their toes into it and like keep their place, mm-hmm. keep all their things back home. And then they'll end just like leaving their apartment empty for like three months. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like complaining about having to pay double rent. I think, yeah, that's a big one. Like I just jump into the deep end. That's kind of my personal take on it. Aside from that, like don't underestimate or like not don't underestimate, but you know, try and make connections with other people who are doing the same thing. Definitely, you know, made friends with people who are just like casual travelers along the way. But being able to kind of have a network and a community of people that are doing this full time is has been way more beneficial. Like the people that I have, I guess, really come to be good friends with are also like full-time nomads and what else get the app get nomad go yeah <laughs> that was last, a big one. last thing i wanted to ask yeah what where do you want to send the audience do you want to send them to nomad do you want them yeah what do you what do you want to plug yeah 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 nomad is that the app name you can get to it at nomadago.com it's on the it's on the play store and we're really excited for it the opportunity to, you know, make nomads lives a bit easier, really help foster those connections and Hmm. build your own kind of network of like-minded travelers. If nothing else, Um, just seeing all those, all those dots on the map should probably give you inspiration to say, all right, look at all these people in these places that we've been talking about. Gonna, I'm going to have to take the plunge. Like you said, that's interesting. Just don't think about it. Just do it. Just sell your stuff and just leave. <laughs> and you really got to do just figure it out along the way. You're like, because it's the thing is, it's so good. Once you get into it, you're like, I'll just make it work. Like, it doesn't matter what the, de- the de- details don't matter because I've already got a taste for this and I'm just going to make it work. So really just, just do it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the main thing. Just, yeah, just, sure. just do it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Danny. I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, Be great. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have to check out Cape Town. I haven't been to Africa before either, but there's so many people there now. Thanks to Nomad Nomadigo app, I can see I might have to make a pit stop there. Yeah. All right, take it easy, man. All right, that is a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd love to travel the world while working remotely and making an income, check out beachcommute.com slash 91. It's a document where we share 91 actual job titles from real digital nomads in our community so you can get some inspiration and see what remote jobs might be out there for you as well. We can't wait for you to start traveling the world too, and we'll see you in our episode next week. Have a great day. Oh, 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 oh,